0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: It is 32 degrees, 708 in the Twin Cities. Esme Murphy with you until 9 o'clock this hour. We are going to be talking about that mind-blowing college admission scandal. Unbelievable. And also coming up... At the bottom of the hour, uh, Henry Lake is going to come on. Of course, he is the new host of the 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. slot, doing a great job, great to listen to him. And we're going to talk about Gopher Hoops and the NCAA tourney. Uh, obviously, the final four will be here in just a few weeks. So please uh, keep it here. And then uh the 8 o'clock hour, we're going to break down politics with Stephen Shear. All right, but now we're going to talk about that college admissions scandal with a local college consultant, Chris Wills of College Inside Track. Chris, thank you so much for coming on.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me, Esme. My pleasure.
1: All right, absolutely. And you've been so great. I've talked to you for a number of years about college admissions, and and you have a uh, a college uh, consulting business. You're the president of it, and your business is not uh, bribing (laughs) – coaches to, <laughs> to, to to get people in. I mean, you and I talked to you earlier in the week for story on the TV side. I mean, you were really shocked just the way everybody else was about this.
2: Yeah, it's it's hard to believe. You know, I, I've been in the industry for a long time. And uh, it, as I shared with you then, I mean, the overwhelming significant majority of folks are incredibly ethical, right? I mean, do really great work um, throughout the industry. But I guess you know the lesson, as always, is in in any, in any profession. There's always just that small, tiny minority of folks that just do things the wrong way and and right. cheat. And, and this sort of takes it to another level, of course. Right. But yeah,
1: yeah, and, and I I think that's what's so shocking. I mean, because we've all heard about you know people taking tests, uh, kids taking tests for other kids, and uh, you know I've got a child that's going through this right now. She's a junior, and we just printed out the SAT ticket and I had to upload a photograph of her. Uh, and it had to be a photograph that really looked like her. I mean, they have very <laughs> specific instructions about that. So this doesn't happen. But What was so shocking about this was the fact that the, the, the coaches and even some school officials were on the inside and you had proctors who were sitting through these tests and, and changing scores. I mean, that was so mind-blowing. It wasn't just – the kids or the families cheating. It was the whole system. Yeah,
2: I I I totally agree. We we certainly um you know, advise our families and talk about, you know, these standardized tests and um I mean we've we've had issues where I mean uh certain students um will sometimes even uh like get kicked out of there or will uh run into some trouble because I mean, they, 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 what we would consider, you know, break like incredibly, you know, minor rules, like not being done exactly when they say they want them to be done and stuff like that. So, again, yeah, this is just on a completely different scale. But I guess also the lesson is, I mean, if you have enough money, uh, you know, money can talk, unfortunately.
1: Right. Well, it's... Up to a point because this – I mean th- these folks are facing felony charges. Right. I mean these are very, very serious charges and you don't want to get charged in federal court, folks, because the feds win I- – I haven't seen the percentage in a while, but it's over 90 percent of their cases. I mean they-, they they win a very, very, very high percentage of the cases. Uh, one of the things that um, I thought was just so kind of mind-blowing – was that, that this had gone on, this particular scandal had gone on for, for quite a while. Uh, one of the things you and I talked about earlier in the week is one of the reasons that, that businesses like yourselves, honest businesses, have, have popped up is because there are very few counselors in high schools to really advise kids. You've got, you know, 600 kids in a class and maybe one counselor or two counselors. And so people have been turning to get help. Uh, legitimate help from people like you. What are some of the services that College Inside Track can provide people? Because I know people have gone to you and and they have gotten help, especially on the financial end. So, so tell us about that.
2: Yeah, yeah. So you're right. I mean, the the reason that our organization even exists is school districts just really haven't, quite frankly, made it a priority to you know fund uh, enough school counselors to really really make an impact and really help students on a more, I think, personal and individual level. I think, And again, many of them are my very good friends. They work their butt off. They do a great job. Um, but there's just, you know. They just if can't. I you've got yeah.
1: 600 yeah. kids. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly.
2: So, you know, when you have parents who obviously, you know, want, they need help with this process, it's gotten a lot more complex even in the last, you know, 10 or 20 years. Um, so they're looking for sort of a, an expert to just honestly um, hold their hand, uh, help them truly navigate that whole college process. Uh, and a big part of that is really finding the right fit. Um, so uh, working with the student to understand what their interests and passions are, what the family uh, feels is a good fit for the type of institution they're looking for. What the family can to, afford. Ex- exactly. So, <laughs> so what, what I think is, you know, what makes us probably unique and clearly we're, we're the type of work that we're doing is so uh, not even close to what we're hearing about in the news is, I mean, we, we look at college uh, in the fit as a triangle. So we, we look for, uh, is a school an academic fit? You know, so if a student wants to study a certain program, does that school have that program and is a good program? Uh, we look that's the first leg of the triangle. The second leg is, is it a social fit? So that's kind of that, a little bit harder to define, but, you know, do I want to go to a big campus or a small school and, Am right. I, you know, kind of a nerd and I want to go to nerdy, you know, that type of thing, right? And then, um, uh, and then the last one is, is the financial fit. Uh, and, and that that's also really important, right? Um, just because a school fits the first two legs of the triangle, if, if a family, you know, really can't afford it or they're going to have to go into, you know, unmanageable debt, um, we would say that's also not a fit. So we, we, we basically guide the family through that fit process. And then we also help the, typically the parents, with more of the financial, you know, side of college. So understanding, you know, the FAFSA and the forms they have to fill out. But also then there's a lot of decisions that have to be made around loans. Uh, And in some cases we can help the family uh, look for ways to also reduce the cost of college.
1: Right. And and that's in terms of scholarships that might be out there. And, um, you, you know, I was talking to somebody that I know whose daughter got a scholarship because she had done service work for all four years that she was in high school. And it was the student who just kind of was looking around and found that this school offered that. And I would not have thought of that, but but how great is that? And this particular school that this this young woman was applying to offered that. So it yeah. sounds like there are all kinds of things out there that you might not really think of, or I certainly would have, but you've got to just, I guess, check it out. Yeah,
2: I think the hardest thing for the average family is to um, to navigate the the fact that all of these different institutions have different financial aid policies. So, for example, um, you might have a student who's brilliant and has, let's say, perfect grades, 4.1 GPA, and you take two schools that you would probably consider are pretty similar, even like kind of their, their rank or their stature, that type mm-hmm. of thing, um, and one of those schools will give that student um, a large academic scholarship, and one of them the other school won't give them a dollar. And and for most families, that just sort of is mind blowing. They just assume that, well, my kid's super smart. Right. Of course, I'll get an academic scholarship, but it just simply comes down to school. A has a certain financial aid policy that differs from school B. And so um, to understand kind of how all that works and to kind of do some matchmaking, kind of like you said with your friend, you know, certain schools are going to maybe give some money or value that where other schools don't, um, uh, that, th- that, that's a big difference. And quite frankly, um, can be the difference between families. I mean, truly saving like tens of thousands of dollars, um, where, uh, essentially the schools on the, on the service are exactly the same.
1: Right. And, and, and that's, I mean, that's something that you mentioned, because as I said, I, I'm in the midst of this, I've got a high schooler. So I talk to people, you know, whether I'm at, you know, the hockey game or the tennis match. So I talk to parents all the time as we're sitting there on the sidelines. And I just had somebody I know who was, um, uh, in law enforcement his wife has works um as well uh, not wealthy people uh, but he was just shocked at how one school offered them nothing <laughs> and then another school offered them a huge amount and and you know he just talked to his child and said you know this is this is a big deal and and the kid got it completely but it, he was just dumbfounded by the difference
2: yeah, yeah, that that I mean,
1: I, and, I and that's say, that's normal, right?
2: It, it, it's it's I, I can't even tell you how normal that is. Okay. Uh, and and um, uh, unfortunately, sometimes you know we get calls like right now around this time of year when people are hearing you know, trying tra- trying to make final decisions, and they're hearing from these schools. And um, quite frankly, they 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 didn't you know understand that was going to happen. Or they didn't prepare properly, and so let's say that they apply to five or six schools and uh, in some cases, as made, they just happen to pick the wrong five or six schools, and, and we have some where the family calls us and says, "You know, we can't afford any of these schools wow. uh, and, and, and 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 we you know we thought we could um and then, of course, well, what happened to the application deadlines well <laughs> for for most of these schools they they've already passed now, not all of them, but for for many of them, and so it it, it just speaks to um the complexity of of the college process is absolutely um uh, greater or more more difficult than it was you know when, when many of us went to college right and so absolutely that that, that that i think is why um you know folks hire us or other organizations like us because you know just like you'd hire a realtor for the major investment right. or purchase of a home um we would suggest that college is no different today, right? I mean, it's probably right. the second probably the second biggest purchase you're going to make in your life, maybe the biggest purchase, depending right. on how old your kids are and things kind of like that. And so um there there's value in having someone who sort of understands and has that expertise will probably actually save you money in the end
1: right. all right. listen we're going to take a quick break. We're going to continue this conversation because it is, as I said, you know, I, I'm in the middle of this again, and you know we got lucky the first time with my son he ended up at a school that turned out to be affordable and he ended up getting a bunch of grants i just hope that those continue knock on wood everything else but but it is it is startling and i think a lot of people really struggle with this uh, and and this Scandal is is another shocker because it just certainly suggests that it's not a level playing f- field. It's not a meritocracy. And if you do have money, people are buying their way in. So keep it here. You're listening to News Talk 830. 721 in the Twin Cities. Coming up, we're going to chat with a new host here on News Talk 830 Henry Lake, he's got the new uh, shift on – night. Well, it's not a new shift, but he is the new host from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. And we're going to talk with him about the NCAA tournament and how about those gophers. Uh, not exactly pretty today, but the past few days look pretty good. So we, we'll focus on that. But uh, right now we're talking about college admissions, the college admissions scandal, the sticker shock with Chris Wills. He is the president of College Inside Track. They are a local – company that provides college counseling. No, they are not bribing coaches. They are just giving you good, honest advice. Uh, Chris, want to ask you this. I I came across – one of the things that I think is a positive out of this is that you're getting an awful lot of articles about what the truth is about college admissions. This one came out – just today in the New York Times, I don't know if you've seen it, but it talks about the difference between need-blind admissions, which I think some colleges have, which is you get admitted and then they decide they'll give you whatever to, to, to make it work, or need-aware. And that for the need-aware schools, and these include two in two elite colleges in Minnesota, Carleton and McAllister, and the others are uh, – Smith, Tufts, Wesleyan, Washington University, Colorado College, George Washington, Haverford, Northeastern, American University, top colleges. You have a better chance of getting in if, you, if your parents can pay the full amount and the full amount is close to $300,000. I had never heard of that before. I'm sure you have. But what is that? I mean, what are parents supposed to do?
2: yeah uh, I'm glad you brought that up. I haven't seen the specific article article that you're talking about but I, I certainly fully understand you know what you're describing um yeah it, it, it's it's a real it's a real conundrum um and, and I think you know clearly probably where you're going with this and what it speaks to is um you know I think many of us have sort of this ideal in our mind about what college is um but and I certainly see it in my work uh, i mean at the end of the day um Mostly, schools are businesses, right? <laughs> and, and, and they operate like businesses. Um, you know, they don't have the luxury, for example, of a, of a gigantic endowment that they can sort of, you know, lean back on and, um, you know, right. be really sort of equitable uh, with families. Um, uh, you know, the fact is, um, many of these colleges uh, face annual financial pressures. They, they have to meet their numbers. They have to meet their class. They have, you know, they've probably taken on some debt. I mean, we certainly have heard over the years about some of these crazy, um, like, building projects they've taken on and some you know, these super nice dorms. And I mean, that all costs stuff, right? And so, right. yeah, I mean, if, if there's, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily agree with it, but the fact is if there, in many cases, there's sort of students that are relatively equal um, and, you know, uh, one of them can pay the full price and one of them can't. Uh, unfortunately, what we're seeing is that, you know, the one that can pay the full price, um, you
1: know, gets preference. And that's something – so so let me ask you this. If you've got a family – I mean, $100,000 sounds like a lot of money, and it is a lot of money for a family to earn. But if you have, you know, a family income of $100,000 and you've got two or three kids in college – Suddenly, that's not so much money. You you have told me before that everyone should file the for the FAFSA. Do, do you s- still feel that way?
2: Yeah, I I just can't emphasize that enough. I mean that that's that's um, just something that we believe very strongly in. There, there there are a number of reasons why it's really important to complete the FAFSA. Um, uh, I, I forget the most recent statistic, but it, it's like something like 25% or 20%, or it, it's way too high, of the percentage of families that don't fill out the FAFSA. And the main reasons are either they don't, maybe they just haven't gone through the process before and they don't, you know, know about it. But the, the other main reason that's preventable is they just assume, hey, you know, we make too, we we make way too much money, we're we're not going to get any aid, so you know, why should we bother? Um but the fact is um when you fill out the FAFSA, th- th- there's three really uh, uh specific reasons why you should fill it out. Uh the first is that um some schools um will actually give you what's called merit aid just for filling it out. So so there's aid based on your income, that's called need-based aid. But merit aid is what you would normally think of as a scholarship for just because they want to attract you to their school. And so sometimes you just get money for filling it out. Um that's an obvious reason to fill it out. Reason and so they look two. at
1: your grades too. Uh,
2: well, yeah, in, in in some cases, but 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 what they're really, honestly, what they're really doing is they're they're rewarding you for filling out the FAFSA because I mean, I guess the the downside of that is that then they get access to your financial information. But my opinion on that is fine. Uh, you know, uh, if, if they're going if they're going to help reduce the cost of college. That, to me, um, you know, uh, makes sense because it's not like they're going to do anything unethical with it. Um, So that's the first reason. The the, the second reason is that many institutions um, will not give out their own institutional scholarships uh, unless you fill out the FAFSA. So you you wouldn't unlock those, like, scholarships that come from the college. And then the third reason is um, you cannot uh, get any of the more favorable federal student loans unless you fill out the FAFSA. Um, and, oh, and got it and okay you, you
1: well that that's a, a big that's a big deal
2: <laughs> it's, it's a big deal and, and it's not even saying that you um like we advise families like they, they may not be sure if they want to take out loans or they may even need to take out the loans, but the fact is they cannot access the loan unless they fill out the fafsa so even if you are, are more affluent and and have you know good resources and means you, you might as well at least give yourself the option to if you feel like well maybe we should take that loan because it's got you know Really good, more or at least more favorable repayment terms. Um, you know, we should. So, it, for those three reasons alone, um, a family should complete the FAFSA.
1: Okay, and, and, and uh, certainly Merit Aid. You don't. You don't want to. <laughs> you don't want to shut the door on that because that that could that could be a break and and it'll save you money down the road. Obviously.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we, we we've seen some examples where I mean, truly, families um, will get you know maybe uh, a, a few thousand dollars just for completing the FAFsa I mean for for doing nothing more than doing something that most families should do right so it's just like you're college costs enough the way that it is right don't make it more hard don't make it more difficult
1: <laughs> okay so you're saying you're saying regardless of income even if you feel like your income is too high do it because you you could still get some merit aid or you could still get you know a favorable loan rate for, from those federal student loans
2: correct yep, all right absolutely
1: well that that is great advice uh, Chris wills Uh, And again, the company is College Inside Track. You guys have been around for a long time and have helped a lot of families out. Uh, We certainly appreciate your insights tonight.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. It was great to be
1: on. Absolutely. All right. Chris Wills there, College Inside Track. It's head spinning to have a kid go off to college and it is – it's very expensive no matter where you end up. And people need all the help they can get. That's all I can say. Uh, all right, folks, Um coming up in our next half hour, we are going to visit with Henry Lake. He is the new host of the 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. show. We're going to talk to him about the Gophers and the NCAA tournament. Uh They've had a great week. If you could just cut off today, but it looks like they are headed to the big dance. How are they going to fare? We're going to talk to Henry Lake about that, uh, hear his thoughts, and obviously – The final four is going to be here. I did the story with all the preparations. It is going to be – there are actually more people coming here. More fans are coming here than for the Super Bowl. I didn't know that. Uh, There are going to be all kinds of special events going as well. You got Katy Perry at the Armory. How cool is that? That would be really cool. 8,500 – I mean how neat to see Katy Perry in that small venue. That would be amazing. Amazing. Uh, and there are also going to be some other big uh, stars being announced here in the coming days. So we'll talk to Henry Lake about that. We'll also visit with uh, Adam Johnson of Visit St. Paul to talk about the big festivities today. A lot of people celebrating St. Patrick's Day today and then coming up at 8 o'clock we are going to talk politics with Stephen Sheard. There is so much going on politically both here at the state level and also at the national level. Uh, it's, always, uh, it's always a challenge just to, to get it into one hour. So keep it here, folks. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to give you some weather and then after that, we're going to have Henry Lake. All right, folks, 7.35 in the Twin Cities. Henry Lake is here. Thank you so much for coming in. It's
3: a pleasure to be on with you, and you just do not know. I've been a fan for a long, long time. Oh, you're time. so sweet. Absolutely. Okay.
1: Well, anyway, you sound terrific. You've got Thank the you. 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. slot, uh, which is perfect because you're coming after a lot of times the T-Wolves mm-hmm. and, of course, the Twins. Yep. So that's great. you got the sports thing going. I mean, how does it feel to kind of – that's a big show.
3: It, it, it feels great to be here, and the reason why you know I had a little bit of butterflies this week is because you know this is a big deal. You know, WCCO yeah. is a, is a, is a, is a great station. It's it's historic. It's legendary, and to be able to have the real estate that I have at night to talk sports and other things, it's it's been awesome.
1: Well, and also at night. I mean, you're probably getting calls from, I mean, when I've done sort of that late night shift, you're getting calls from Oklahoma, you know, and, and Ohio. I mean, the signal is amazing.
3: It's amazing. It's one of the best signals out there. And, right. and, and that's such a draw when it comes to, when you're talking about reaching people and having conversations with people all across the dial. That's that's one of the draws, at least for me, to come to WCCO.
1: Right, absolutely, and you've got a fabulous producer, uh, David Josephson. Yeah, David's all right. (laughs) He's he's, he's one of the sweet. You know, there there are a lot of kind of jerks in this business. David Josephson is like one of the nicest, sweetest guys in the world. I mean, he really is. a great guy, but uh, it sounds great. Uh, What kinds of things, you know, do you guys have planned, or you're probably just like a work in progress? And it sounded awesome. Yeah, right now it's
3: a work in progress because you know as we evolve and kind of get to know each other, because. You know, he said that he met me many, many years ago um, doing my old show at K-Fan. This is back like 2004 or 5. He said right, that right. he like interned and did some stuff, whatever. And and I, I recognize him now and know him a little bit, but we didn't really work together because he was okay. just fresh in the business. I want to do like some bits. And have some fun at night and, yeah. and make people laugh. But for the most part, you know, when it comes to the show, it's going to be, you know, sports based. But clearly, you know, when you're at CCO and when you're talking about the things that are going on in the world sure. today, there's so many important things that we need to address and, and, and touch sure, on. Sure,
1: sure, absolutely. Well, it, you, as I said, you sounded great. So, um, great to And my lead is going and my, and my to be twins.
3: So, so hopefully, you go. <laughs> hopefully the twins will have a bounce back season this year.
1: Oh, I heard, I heard you, I think, saying that you think the twins are going to do. I think they're going to do fine. I'm looking forward to the season.
3: And, you know, for the listening audience right now that's listening to your show, you know, when they're in town and at night and they're playing at Target right. Field, I'll be doing the show from there. So I'm going to be right there in the stadium each and every night. And then the nights where they're not um, in town, then I'll be so right gonna, here in the you're studio. you're
1: going to be doing your show from the stadium? From,
3: from, from, yep, from Target Field. Yep. Yep. For the nighttime game. So I'll be, okay. They're going to have to,
1: poor little guy. You're going to be like all by yourself at I'm, 1230 at night.
3: <laughs> I'm going to have a party in target field until one <laughs> o'clock at night. All by myself. Maybe I can bring some friends to hang I out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that little light in target field. at like 1230. Hey,
2: pizza Lucci is always open late.
1: So pizza he'll be Lucia's fine.
3: Are you going to bring me some pizza Lucci at midnight? I I didn't say I was going to bring <laughs> you some pizza. You, you know,
1: I, I will say it, it really is. And, and I've, I've gone to a lot of ballparks. I grew up in New York. I, I, you know, I, I went to school in Boston. I've, I've been all over the place. I, I must say that ballpark really is awesome. It's amazing. Yeah, it, 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 it really
3: yeah. is. It's amazing. It's it's, it's a beautiful ballpark. Um, when I was in Kansas City for five and a half years, uh, historic Kauffman Stadium, a, a very nice ballpark, an older ballpark. Right. Uh, Target Field, a new ballpark, re- relatively new for the most part. Yeah. I went to Cincinnati for the All Star game on what, like three or four years ago. Yeah. Nice ballpark, but not Target Field.
1: Right. Sorry, Jonathan. <laughs> That's okay. I'll keep I'll keep Kaufman holding on in my heart. I know. I know. <laughs> our our, our Kaufman is dear. Jonathan, the, the diehard KC fan. Uh, so so that's that's what you say. But you are really going to have it like every night. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, and, and where are you going to be? Because that I don't know yet. Yeah, you don't know. Okay, I was going to say come I'm, by and I'm say gonna, hi to Henry.
3: Hey, hey, you, that question is going to be posed to Dave St. Peter. He's going to either have me carved out, maybe in the press box somewhere, or maybe a, sp- a, sp- a specific studio. But uh, I'm looking forward to hanging out there.
1: That's very very cool. Well, listen. Let's talk. When Dave um, suggested like having you on, I was like, "Yes, of course." Mm-hmm. He was like, "Well, we don't know. And if they lose, Penn State, you know, it's, we don't know." I mean, they, they won two huge games. Are are they definitely in?
3: Yeah, they're definitely in. So, so I will break. I mean, you. there Look,
1: won't be any surprise. I mean, I, I don't know how all this works, but there's
3: there there should be no no right. surprise in terms of the Gophers being unveiled as a team that's in the NCAA tournament right. they d- okay. they did enough to get into okay. the NCAA tournament and the number that's always kind of the the number that a lot of people will look at in terms of potentially being on the bubble or getting past the bubble or getting off the bubble yeah. is the 20 win mark and so they got to 21 okay. because they beat Penn State to get to 20 and then they got 21 when they uh beat Purdue yesterday today that just they just well. didn't have it yeah it wasn't <laughs> It wasn't good at all. That was a thrashing. Yeah, it was it was a thrashing. Michigan's not a good matchup for them, but I thought that in today's game, it was very problematic from the standpoint that that defensively they just didn't show up. They they there were way too many open looks for Michigan being able to knock down shots and the Gophers they got to bring their A game when it comes to defensively right. every single time.
1: Do you think it was sort of just being on this high for those two games and, and sort of getting all the attention and, and two wins that they weren't supposed to pull off, and then and then you got to come back and do do it again. I mean, is that tough?
3: I, I think it's I think it's indicative of show, showcasing what the Gophers are. They are a program and a team right now that's not deep. They rely on five or six guys. Yeah. Some of these other programs out here like Kentucky. Or, or like a duke they you know they've got like eight or nine guys they can go to the gophers they have only five or six guys that realistically they can go to and they probably right. just tire legs today
1: okay all right so the, tomorrow big selection Sunday the camera will be trained on them and they're gonna get the call
3: they're gonna get the call and let, let me just break a little bit of news with you here on your show um I was having a conversation back and forth through text. With um, and higher up a booster, rather yeah. with the uh, University of Minnesota a couple of days ago during the Penn State game, yeah, and they had stated to me at that time that that they needed to win this game because if somehow some way they ended up missing the NCAA tournament, that potentially Rick Patina was uh, Richard Patina was going to be out of a job, right.
1: Well, that didn't happen. That did not happen. <laughs> okay. So, so do you, I think do you his think job is safe. Do you think he's he, safe for next year?
3: His his job is safe. And, okay. I, and, and personally, I stated that on the air this week, I would have kept him anyway to
1: give him one more year. Right. So in terms of where they are going to end up, I mean, what kind of seed do you think we're looking at?
3: Now, that I'm not really sure of. You're probably looking at an eight or nine seed seed. Um, I just want to see. Well, that's not bad. Th- that's not bad at all. But, yeah. but it's a tough matchup because you're talking about, you know, two programs that will be close in terms of how, how, you know, how they're evenly matched. But what I want to see is hopefully it will play out this way because you never know where you're going to end up. The best case scenario for Golden Gopher fans is if they could end up in Des Moines.
1: Oh wow! Okay, so there's there's some there's there's, some, there's, there's some games, games in, Des Moines, in Des, Moines. Des Moines. Yep, and then wow. there's, there's okay. a
3: regional in, in Kansas City. That yes. that's where the regional is. But but that would be the best case scenario. But I just
1: we Des Moines. Yes. <laughs> okay. What you're going to say, KC, Jonathan, well, oh. for
3: the regional for, okay. for, for, for the for the next weekend yeah. after. Yep. Here's the reason why I don't think they'll be in Des Moines. I don't think that they will either. Yeah. Right. The the that'd
1: way be the, perfect though. It'd be so great for you, all the fans to go down. Right.
3: But the way the tournament selects teams is they give the first. Two, three seeds—the best option, the closest option. Yes, because they're doing the—it's—it's it's called a the pod system. Right. Yep. Uh. So in that region, you're looking at the best teams in the region. You're looking at a Michigan, a Michigan State, a Kansas, uh, a Kansas State, and Iowa State. I think that they're going to put Michigan and Michigan State both in Des Moines, and so they're not going to have a matchup that would. Basically, go into the second round with two teams from the same
1: conference. Agreed. Right. Agreed.
3: Right. So they would probably ship Minnesota. to I'm just a- wishful thinking here. Yes.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, well, I'm <laughs> sure a thought. lot of fans would do that. But but then if they're eight or nine, okay, so decent chance of getting through the first round. But in the second round, wouldn't they have to it, it, play it, like a, a super top seed?
3: It's 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 a it's a flip a coin to me. And the reason why I always say that is. Esme, when it comes to the NCAA tournament, different styles make for different fights. Right. So, so even though when a bracket comes out and you see this seed, uh, you know, uh, a higher seed versus a lower seed, I don't necessarily look at it because there's always going to be upsets. You just got to find them. And, and to me, when you have to evaluate and see what one team has been doing during the course of their regular season, who they matched up with in okay. their style of play, it could be tough regardless of whether it's a, you know, uh, a 6'11, whatever.
1: Right. Well, I know, and I know this is probably going too far down the road, but a lot of people would be really excited if they could play here. No chance. Oh, oh no, no, chance,
3: no <laughs> chance. I don't. Don't even get the people's hopes up, Esme. <laughs> so no
1: chance. Okay, because I, I. It is. I, I mean, and you know, I did talk um, uh, with with the organizers, and you know, did a story about. It's going to be amazing mm-hmm. yeah, when gonna, the Final Four is here. I mean, it's, it, and there's a lot of stuff here for even even for people who don't have tickets and who don't who don't have the big bucks to, to to get a ticket at the last minute. I mean, there's going to be all kinds of really cool things for families and kids, and a lot of it's free, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm.
3: And I'm I'm a I'm a college basketball just fiend and a, and a and a freak, and and I'm going to be super excited because the Final Four is always like a convention when it comes to every coach yeah. in America is going to be in this town and i want to connect with people and see people and you're going to see oh you know it's just going to be a lot of fun it's going to be so much energy and excitement for the final four to be here i'm looking forward to it
1: right well it's 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 very very cool but okay so no chance all right well we'll just i'm sorry uh, okay well you're the expert (laughs) you're the expert um but but overall do you think that they have a chance of getting through the first round
3: the way that they played the the last couple of days prior to today that's the type of effort that could win them a first round matchup wow. depending on depending on who the opponent is but do i see them getting out of the first weekend no but it all depends on how the brackets lay out so we'll right. we'll talk more about it throughout okay. the week
1: and, and i said do you share your bracket Absolutely. Okay, I, right. I, will, I will share my bracket this
3: week on it. We'll go through and we'll kind of dissect and look at some of the right, matches. Right, right. I'm gonna try to give I'm always good for at least a couple of upsets, so um so we'll see how it goes.
1: Okay, but but you'll be sharing your bracket on, on Monday night, you know, about so so folks, if you if you need some help, go to Henry Lake here. I mean some people do multiple brackets. But, I take uh, tips,
3: by the way. I take tips. You take
1: tips. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's great. Well, listen, it, it is so awesome of you to come here, and and, and great to have you at, at CCO Radio. And it, it just sounds like you've been here forever. You know, I mean, it just sounds really comfortable and yeah. really easy. And
3: thanks for having fun. me. I feel comfortable. I feel like I'm at home.
1: Okay. Well, you 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 are at home. This <laughs> is your home. Okay. Well, the one and only Henry Lake, folks. He'll be sharing his bracket Monday night. Uh, so maybe you can get some. He takes tips. So anyway, <laughs> thank you, Henry, for coming in, and uh, you can listen to him. Every weeknight, 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll break down the St. Paddy's Day festivities that happened today, one day early. It is 749 in the Twin Cities. Uh, We are going to try and get a hold of Adam Johnson of Visit St. Paul to talk about the St. Paddy's Day festivities uh, but I just got to say this, what a nice guy. Henry Lake is exactly as nice as he sounds. I mean, he really what a great guy to come in here and talk about, uh, you know, the NCAA tournament, the Gophers' chances. No, he doesn't think they're going to make it to the Final Four, but we still really like him. And he, just a charming guy, really fun. You can listen to him every weeknight, 9 p.m. to 1 a.m., Great to meet him. And actually, I think I had met him before because he was a regular guest. Now I'm remembering this on Rosen Sports Sunday. So very cool. And we do have Adam Johnson of Visit St. Paul. Hey there, Adam. Happy St. Patrick's Day.
0: Happy St. Patrick's Day. Esme. how's it
1: going? Absolutely. Just uh, very, very well. Uh, So to me, it's a St. Patrick's Day weekend.
0: It is. I think uh, everybody likes when it falls on a Sunday because, you know, then they move, move the parade to a Saturday, they get two days out of it and, uh If this year's any indication, things are off to a booming start.
1: A booming start. Okay. Recap for me today. And St. Paul, St. Paul really does St. Patrick's Day pretty darn well. I mean, Minneapolis, yeah, but St. Patrick's Day, St. Paul is the place to be in the Twin Cities as far as I'm concerned. Tell us about some of the events that you had today.
0: I'm with you on that one. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, the 53rd Annual Parade was uh, fantastic. Obviously, we hit – Low 30s with a little bit of sunshine coming down. So uh, we actually, our company, Visit St. Paul, walks in that parade with our families and stuff. So it was just great to see people lined up, you know, five to 10 deep along that parade route. And, uh,
1: and you I had a you had used, a nice day for it, too.
0: It was fantastic. It was one of those days where you'd walk between the, the tall buildings downtown and be chilly, and then you'd hit an intersection where the sun would come in and you'd warm up, and then you'd get a little chilly and then you'd warm up. But for the weather, we've had a 34-degree day. Big days feels like a fifty-four degree day. I know. Negative, so. Um, so, and- so that was a great that was a great start to it. And then you know, I tell people you can't swing a set of bagpipes without hitting a tent party in St. Paul today and tomorrow. So there's been tent parties all over uh, all over the place that have had lines out the door and um, people having fun doing that. And actually, I just got back from downtown. They actually. Uh, Reactively shut down the two blocks of West West Seventh down there by the XL Energy Center due to to uh, for safety for um, revelers down there. It was getting a little too chaotic, so that is a, that part of downtown is closed right now, so pedestrians can walk in the street and not mess with cars. So it's it's a little chaotic, but you know it's what we've come to expect in St. Paul.
1: All right, and, and so that was not scheduled, but that's actually happening right now.
0: That was not scheduled. We we actually do a kickoff to St. Patrick's Week, which was last Saturday, where we got to dabble in the snowfall and uh, have some fun in the street. But uh, this year, this weekend, it's been a reactionary deal just to deem it safer down there than... You don't want to mix. Uh, you don't want to mix people having a good time with cars going through there and stuff. So they decided to make a safety call and, and close that portion of downtown.
1: Okay, and, and Just tell, a car. tell us people what, can hang out in the street. Yeah, and tell us what streets that are, because you know people might be heading downtown for.
0: Yeah, it's on West Seventh. Uh, the two basically the two closest blocks to the Excellent Energy Center there, from Kellogg to Walnut, where all the ten uh, restaurants and stuff Absolutely. are. There's three ten parties down there. The Wild actually had a ten party on the parking lot across from the arena because they've got a game tonight and tomorrow. So. Just a lot of a lot of people down there trying to enjoy their St. Patrick's Day and they want to make it a safe environment. So uh, if you're going down there, I'm sure they've got detour signs up by now to get around those two blocks, but um, just a safety measure.
1: Absolutely. And tell us about what's going on tomorrow because it sounds like you've got festivities or at least the tent parties going on tomorrow as well.
0: Yep. Uh, most of those tent parties do continue on tomorrow, but then uh, for the listeners that maybe aren't looking for the uh, opportunity to put away six to eight beers and they want to hang out with the family, there's, there's kind of two... Really fun events. James J. Hill, obviously, uh, he's got that beautiful house on Summit. Uh, his his uh, family lineage has a lot of Irish in it. So there's some um, Irish Heritage Weekend at James J. Hill House, which is ten to four tomorrow. Oh, cool! Uh, learn all about the James J. Hill family and their ties to, uh, their ties to the Irish heritage. And then also today was kind of the um, Irish Music and Dance Association's All Things. Uh, all Things St. Patrick's and Irish Tomorrow is their Irish Music and Dance So if you're looking to oh, kind of wow. take in some of that Fun Irish dance at Landmark Center Downtown from 11 to 5 You'll see uh, the, the Just incredible those young young ladies Who, you know, I think some of them go to College on a scholarship for that, but they just Do a tremendous job dancing to that They get their, their, their bouncy uh, Curly hair extensions And uh, dress up all sparkly and just dance Around and it's just really fun to watch, so that'll be going On tomorrow at, at Landmark Center
1: Right and actually the Twin Cities is one of the hotbeds for Irish dance in the entire country. Uh I've um my kids have had friends who who've done that and and it is yes they get scholarships and they should because they they train just as hard as somebody who's doing hockey or, or dance line, so it's it's something that that really is big, but they are amazing. So so that's going on, and where is that going on, the Irish Music that, and Dance Festival? That's
0: going on at, at Landmark Center right there in downtown oh, sure. the, castle, the Castle-looking building right across from the St. Paul Hotel downtown. So um, Those are a couple of the family-friendly ones, all the tent parties, the wild tent party, the ones at Burger Moe's and Cassettes and the Governs and Keg and Case and Shamrocks and Bennett's, all of the tent parties around town are going on tomorrow as well, so So it is
1: a weekend. It is a weekend of festivities.
0: It is a full weekend of festivities, and I think uh, the weather is playing nice, finally. So I think people are just anxious to get out of their house and step away from their ice dams and their flooding basements and go out and have a green beer and enjoy uh, enjoy what we've kind of created here in St. Paul. It really is one of the top. St. Patrick's Day destinations in the entire United States.
1: Absolutely. So right now, um, there are a couple blocks right by the X on West 7th Street that are still shut down or, or that were shut down again uh, because of uh, the revelries and trying to keep things under control. But it sounds like the James J. Hill House will have events uh, tomorrow and also that Irish Music uh, and Dance Festival at the Landmark Center sounds like that is just going to be uh, pretty awesome. So uh, any other events that are going on that yet? And also the, the, the tent parties as well going on most of the day tomorrow. Anything else?
0: Um, well, I, I was hoping we'd watch the golfers play in basketball, but they didn't do so Oh, them. I know.
1: Uh, well, I was – Yeah, I know. It, they, they did have two really, really good games, though, this week. Uh, today, not did. so good. But uh, all the extras – we just had Henry Lake here. He says they are going to the tourney, and they're going to the tourney. So that's good. I like it.
0: I like it. Actually two other two other things I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, uh you know Mancini's the uh the storied Italian uh chop house on West Seventh. They actually become old Mancini's uh, this weekend. Oh, that's is, great. They, they will have live music uh from Rich oh, and the Resistors and the Riverside Riverside Hitman tomorrow throughout the day. Uh into the evening and then also uh Can Can Wonderland, just a really eclectic kind of attraction, uh over at the university. They're gonna they're gonna have some Irish dancing lessons with Miranda Shaughnessy, so if your name is Miranda Shaughnessy, I imagine you know what you're doing when it comes to Irish dance.
2: So,
0: <laughs> they'll be doing that from 11 to 3 p.m. tomorrow at Can, Can Wonderland over there on the uh, in the industrial district off of the University. So,
1: well, a I have things to put on the calendar. Well, I'm, I'm a big fan of both places and a big fan of Mancini's, which is now this weekend. O oh, Mancini's, I love that. <laughs> it's a, awesome.
0: It's a well, well, listen, they actually put up they actually put up the green O and the apostrophe in front of it. That's
1: awesome. Building. Yes, Mancini's. I love it. All right. Adam Johnson, uh, of Visit St. Paul. Thank you so much for filling us in.
0: Absolutely. Thanks,
1: much. All right. Oh, Mancini's. I love it. All right, folks. Uh, keep it here. News Radio 830 WCCO. We are going to be talking with Stephen Shear about politics coming up. So keep it here. Thanks for listening.